Today is the 22nd day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful, wonderful to greet a brand new week together and step into it together as we gather around the global campfire and move into this brand new week. And as we so often pay attention to, it's a brand new week. Everything that has gone before is in the past. It's a brand new week. It's a reset. It's a restart. Whatever we failed at last week, we don't have to fail at this week. We can learn. We can amass wisdom. We can get discernment. We can pay attention. We get a fresh start. And so let's walk into this brand new week together with hope, knowing that nothing has happened yet. It's all out there in front of us. And what we do will write the story of this week. What we say will write the story of this week. May we navigate this week wisely, using wisdom, as the scriptures are so abundantly making clear to us that we need to do. So let's do that. And one of the ways that we do that is to immerse ourselves daily in the scriptures and take the next step forward together. And that next step forward together leads us back into the book of Genesis and back into the story of Joseph. We have gotten ourselves very deep in the story of Joseph. And so Joseph is now seeing his brother Benjamin. The other brothers, they had to come back. They ran out of food and the famine is severe. Joseph is second in command in Egypt and he gets to see his little brother who he hasn't gotten to see. Like his whole childhood was taken from Joseph and he had to suffer through slavery and imprisonment before he became a commander second in command in all of Egypt. So he never got to grow up with his little brother. Now he's seeing him. He's got all of the brothers in his house. They're having a meal. He arranged all of the brothers in their birth order. They're astonished by this. They know something's up. They believe they're being judged for what they did to Joseph. And it's at that meal that we pick up the story. Genesis chapters 44 and 45 today. And we will read from the Common English Bible this week. Joseph gave commands to his household manager, filled the men's sacks with as much food as they'll hold, and put each man's silver at the top of his sack. Put my cup, the silver cup, on top of the youngest brother's sack, together with the silver for his gray. So he did just as Joseph told him to do. At dawn, the men and their donkeys were sent off. They had left the city but hadn't gone far when Joseph said to his household manager, Get ready. Go after the men and catch up with them and ask them, Why have you repaid hospitality with ingratitude? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and uses to discover God's plans? What you've done is despicable. When he caught up to them, he repeated these words. They replied, Why does my master talk to us like this? Your servants would never do such a thing. The silver that we found at the top of our sacks we've just brought back to you from the land of Canaan. 
We didn't steal silver or gold from your master's house. Whoever of your servants is found with it will be put to death, and we'll be my master's slaves. He said, Fine, we'll do just as you've said. Whoever is found with it will be my slave, and the rest of you will go free. Everyone quickly lowered their sacks down to the ground and each opened his sack. He searched the oldest first and the youngest last, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this, they tore their clothing. Then everyone loaded their donkeys and they returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers arrived at Joseph's house, he was still there, and they fell to the ground in front of him. Joseph said to them, What's this you've done? Didn't you know someone like me can discover God's plans? Judah replied, What can we say to my master? What words can we use? How can we prove we are innocent? God has found your servants guilty. We are now your slaves, all of us including the one found with the cup. Joseph said, I'd never do such a thing. Only the man found with the cup will be my slave. As for the rest of you, you are free to go back to your father. Judah approached him and said, Please, my master, allow your servant to say something to my master without getting angry with your servants, since you are like Pharaoh himself. My master asked his servants, Do you have a father or brother? And we said to my master, Yes, we have an elderly father and a young brother, born when he was old. His brother is dead, and he's his mother's only child, but his father loves him. He told your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him. And we said to my master, The young man can't leave his father. If he leaves, his father will die. You said to your servants, If your youngest brother doesn't come down with you, you'll never see my face again. When we went back to my father, your servant, we told him what you said. Our father told us, Go back and buy for us a little food, but we said we can't go down. We will go down only if our youngest brother is with us. We won't be able to gain an audience with the man without our youngest brother with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife gave birth to two sons for me. One disappeared, and I said, He must have been torn up by a wild animal, and I haven't seen him since. And if you take this one from me too, something terrible will happen to him, and you will send me, old as I am, to my grave in despair. When I now go back to your servant, my father, without the young man, whose life is so bound up with his, and when he sees that the young man isn't with us, he will die, and your servants will have sent our father, your servant, old as he is, to his grave in grief. I, your servant, guaranteed the young man's safety to my father, telling him, if I don't bring him back to you, It will be my fault forever. Now please, let your servant stay as your slave instead of the young man 
so that he can go back with his brothers. How can I go back to my father without the young man? I couldn't bear to see how badly my father would be hurt. Joseph could no longer control himself in front of all of his attendants, so he declared, Everyone leave now! So no one stayed with him when he revealed his identity to his brothers. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians and Pharaoh's household heard him. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. Is my father really still alive? His brothers couldn't respond because they were terrified before him. Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they moved closer. He said, I'm your brother, Joseph, the one you sold to Egypt. Now, don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves that you sold me here. Actually, God sent me before you to save lives. We've already had two years of famine in the land, and there are five years left without planting or harvesting. God sent me before you to make sure you'd survive and to rescue your lives in this amazing way. You didn't send me here. It was God who made me a father to Pharaoh, master of his entire household and ruler of the whole land of Egypt. Hurry, go back to your father. Tell him this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You may live in the land of Goshen, so you will be near me. Your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and everyone with you. I will support you there, so you, your household, and everyone with you won't starve, since the famine will still last five years. You and my brother Benjamin have seen with your own eyes that I am speaking to you. Tell my father about my power in Egypt and about everything you've seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. He threw his arms around his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his shoulder. He kissed all of his brothers and wept, embracing them. After that, his brothers were finally able to talk to him. When Pharaoh's household heard the message, Joseph's brothers have arrived. Both Pharaoh and his servants were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Give your brothers these instructions. Load your pack animals and go back to the land of Canaan. Get your father and your household and come back to me. Let me provide you with good things from the land of Egypt so that you may eat the land's best food. Give them these instructions too. Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your children and wives and pick up your father and come back. Don't worry about your possessions because you will have good things from the entire land of Egypt. So Israel's sons did that. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh instructed and he gave them provisions for the road. To all of them he gave a change of clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of clothing. 
To his father, he sent ten male donkeys carrying goods from Egypt, ten female donkeys carrying grain and bread, and rations for his father for the road. He sent his brothers off, and as they were leaving, he told them, Don't be worried about the trip. So they left Egypt and returned to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They announced to him, Joseph's still alive. He's actually ruler of all the land of Egypt. Jacob's heart nearly failed, and he didn't believe them. When they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, Jacob recovered. Then Israel said, This is too much. My son Joseph is still alive. Let me go and see him before I die. Matthew 14, 13 through 36. When Jesus heard about John, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. When the crowds learned this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion for them and healed those who were sick. That evening his disciples came and said to him, This is an isolated place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, There's no need to send them away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here except five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves of bread and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and broke the loaves apart and gave them to his disciples. Then the disciples gave them to the crowds. Everyone ate until they were full, and they filled twelve baskets with the leftovers. About five thousand men plus women and children had eaten. Right then, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowds. When he sent them away, he went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. Evening came, and he was alone. Meanwhile, the boat, fighting a strong headwind, was being battered by the waves and was already far away from land. Very early in the morning, he came to his disciples, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost! They were so frightened, they screamed. Just then Jesus spoke to them. Be encouraged. It's me. Don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened. As he began to sink, he shouted, Lord, rescue me. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him, saying, You man of weak faith, why did you begin to have doubts? 
When they got into the boat, the wind settled down. Then those in the boat worshipped Jesus and said, You must be God's son. When they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people who lived in that place recognized him, they sent word throughout that whole region, and they brought to him everyone who was sick. And they begged him that they might just touch the edge of his clothes. Everyone who touched him was cured. Psalm 18, 37 through 50. I chased my enemies and caught them. I didn't come home until I finished them off. I struck them down. I couldn't get up again. They fell under my feet. You equipped me with strength for war. You brought my adversaries down underneath me. You made my enemies turn tail from me. I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. They cried for help to the Lord, but he wouldn't answer them. I crushed them like dust blown away by the wind. I threw them out like mud dumped in the streets. You delivered me from struggles with many people. You appointed me the leader of many nations. Strangers come to serve me. After hearing about me, they obey me. Foreigners grovel before me. Foreigners lose their nerve. They come trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives. Bless God, my rock. Let the God of my salvation be lifted high. This is the God who avenges on my behalf, who subdues people before me, who delivers me from my enemies. Yes, you lifted me high above my adversaries. You delivered me from violent people. That's why I thank you, Lord, in the presence of the nations. That's why I sing praises to your name. You are the one who gives great victories to your king who shows faithful love to your anointed one, to David and to his descendants forever. Proverbs 4, 11-13 I teach you the path of wisdom. I lead you in straight courses when you walk, you won't be hindered. When you run, you won't stumble. Hold on to instruction. Don't slack off. Protect it, for it is your life. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this brand new shiny week that we get to walk into together as a community here around the global campfire, but together. We're all sharing the same piece of history. You've allowed us to all be here on earth at this time, and we thank you. And so as we move into this new week, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and direct and bring clarity and correction and comfort into our week 
and into our lives. And these things that are looming out in front of us, the things that get us all knotted up inside and bring anxiety and worry. May we remember how this week started in the scriptures with you walking to your friends on the lake and they are scared. They are worried and frightened. And you said, be encouraged. It's me. Don't be afraid. May we carry that. Be encouraged. It's me. Don't be afraid. Every moment as we navigate this new week, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Hey, this is Ned Alton from Oklahoma City. <laughs> Man, uh, this is going to be like a weird thing, but I actually have a praise report, and you'll see why it's weird. So I've been hooking up with the VA on disability claim, and I finally got one, and it took a really long time, and so I got kind of discouraged, you know, and, uh, but like one day it just finally all came together. And uh, I'd been kind of putting off getting my ID card and get signed up for the health stuff because I was like, hey, you know, I just save that for somebody else. You know, I got I got my own health and, you know, insurance and stuff like that. And then just like one day, it, the thought crossed my mind. It's like, you just need to get on down there and do that thing. So uh, I did, and it turned out like the lady who did my ID card was like a wife of uh, one of the guys I work with, and it's like she knew who I was, and she's like telling me all this stuff, and she goes, hey, I'm going to walk you over here to the health, where you sign up for the health stuff, and uh, I don't really need that. No, 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 come on, let's go. And it was like, it's so cool. And then the person there, uh, he helped me out, got me all signed up, and he's like, hey, let's get you signed up for your appointment. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm all good. And he goes, no, 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 come on, help me. You know, I, I, let's, let's just get this done. And uh, everybody was just so kind and so nice. It's like, I didn't want to tell them no, right? <laughs> so anyways, I did. And here's the blessing part. So I get down there and they do all this lab work. And then like, hey, we'll let you know if we find anything funky. And of course, I wasn't expecting nothing else been good and uh two days later i get a phone call and the guy says hey this is so from the from the uh, uh pharmacy he goes we're gonna get you hooked up on all your diabetes medicine it turns out i had type 2 diabetes and i had no idea it was a shock but <laughs> i knew there was something kind of wrong with me but i didn't know quite what i mean besides mentally of course you know but it was like Man, they got me hooked up, and I feel so good. I could not believe how sick I actually was until I wasn't. And uh, I thank God for everything. And it just, it was such a God thing the whole way through. And I just want to give him thanks and praise for this blessing. Because uh, some people might say, oh, well, what a death sentence. And I go, uh-uh, man, I feel... It's like the biggest blessing of my whole life. 
so I just want to give God thanks and praise for, for taking care of me and looking out for me. So I love you guys. And, uh, you know, if you've got those symptoms, boy, you know, you don't know what's wrong, go, go and find out. Maybe it might be just like this and turn out so good for you. You know, you never know. So I love you all. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hey, family, it's Valiant Val. We just heard our girl Lisa, a.k.a. Philippians 4-6. I love that verse. Be anxious for nothing. Hey, sis, I don't know if I've ever shared my life first. It's Philippians 2 and 14. It says, oh, gosh, do everything without complaining or arguing. Good luck with that, family. Let's gather around the campfire right now. She's our friend that has the terminal cancer. But we know that God is able Sis, your request is that you can stay in the hospital until your family member and friends come through for a place to stay. So right now, let's go before the throne and ask for that. Lord God, right now we come before you. We lay it all at the cross. God, we shall be anxious for nothing. And in that, Lord, we are believing that she can stay in the hospital, Lord, until she can get into the care-providing situation. And Lord God, there is nothing too hard for you. So Heavenly Father, if it's your will, Lord God, heal our friend, heal our sister in Christ, Father. Take this cancer from her body, Lord. Let, he, let her be a miracle, Lord Jesus. And God, if you see it to be another way and you're ready to take her to glory, God, let it be as pain-free as possible, Lord. Please, in the name of Jesus, I love you, sis. I'm praying for you. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Pamela, uh, previously refined by the fire from Pennsylvania going by living life victoriously in Pennsylvania. I am being so encouraged by listening to all the wonderful love and care being shared on the community prayer. And um, I just wanted to call in and encourage all of you as we lift one another up in prayer and uh, encourage one another. Um, I just want to say a, a brief prayer for us. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of your Son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. You, Lord, are great and greatly to be praised. We come together boldly before your throne of grace to find mercy and grace in all of our times of need. I thank you and I praise you for this community of prayer warriors that we can come together and lift one another up and pray believing we lift our voice to you and you hear our voices and we eagerly watch to to, to see the, your answers to our prayers. I thank you and I praise you, Lord, 
And I ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Good morning. This is Joan Ransom calling from Budapest. Uh, specifically for you, Lisa, from the West Coast. <laughs> um, you know, struggling with um, stage four cancer. And uh, I was listening very intently to everything you asked for, praying for you. Uh, an amen for every need you have, not only for this intermittent week, but for complete and utter healing. Um, you know, I went through cancer. I went through lymphoma an entire year and chemo, chemo and the whole thing. And um, to the extent that the chemo knocked out my immune system and I needed two weeks to be in isolation to have my immune system restored, you know, with stem cell uh, therapy, etc. So I truly know where you are at. And I also know how the Lord appears in the middle of that situation. And uh, I, my heart was glad when I heard that you see God in this situation. And uh, nevertheless, I was very, very touched when uh, immediately following your message, uh, another woman called in and prayed for everyone suffering from cancer. And I joined her fervently in that. I want you to know that uh, I'll be praying for you uh, from this point on as the Holy Spirit uh, nudges me and reminds me, uh, you know you're not alone. Uh, I had uh, the Lord speak uh, one clear message the day of the diagnosis, he, he said, I am doing a new thing. And I said, okay, Lord, I trust you will do it. And in the worst chemo at three o'clock in the morning, he woke me up and I felt Jesus standing to the right of my bed. So I pray for this intimacy with him and I pray for your complete and utter healing in his glorious and precious name. Amen. Hello, this is Bonnie from Virginia. Uh, I was very thrilled to hear a boy who was 15 years old. He did not leave his name when he was encouraging other teenagers. And today is Wednesday, January 18th of 2023. I really get excited and very encouraged whenever I hear the children and the teenagers and young adults requesting for prayer and encouraging others. I am promising that I would pray for you, a 15-year-old God's son. It's very encouraging to hear that you being in that age encouraging other teenagers. Life is long and there may be many challenges coming in your life also. So I would promise that you will be strong in God's faith and will keep on encouraging others and be strong in His faith. Remember, we love you and very thrilled to hear that these teenagers are listening to DAB and making their path to God. Thank you.